Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcast. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Stacking the Box. I am Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill. Hopefully, you're having a good Monday. We certainly are. We have a lot to talk about. Of course, NFL free agency technically started last Wednesday, but really got going with the tampering period on Monday. And already, just one week into it, it feels like free agency is pretty much over. Yeah. All the big names, save maybe Indomitian and Sue, already off the board. Yeah, and it was just as crazy as we thought it was going to be you know maybe this was this has happened in years before and i just haven't noticed it but it seemed like it was very fluid in that especially with like something like jordy nelson where he becomes available because the packers sign somebody so then somebody else makes a move makes somebody else available there's a lot of moving parts here and i don't remember this being that way in years past where a lot of teams are making a lot of moves based on other teams it's because like indomic and sue he gets cut after free agency starts michael crabtree gets cut after free agency starts but yeah, there's a lot moving around, and perhaps the biggest place that moved was Minnesota. It was a team that went to the NFC Championship game last year, but for basically all my life, I grew up in Minnesota, I've seen this team time and time again, they have not had a franchise quarterback. They have habitually not had somebody back there who they can rely on after year one. Randall Cunningham, one year, done. Brett Favre, one year, done. It's been Band-Aids. They signed Kirk Cousins to a guaranteed contract. Three years, guaranteed years, guaranteed money. Were they a winner or were they a loser for you in free agency? Because to me, because they have a franchise quarterback, they're a winner. Oh, I, I think they're a winner. Look, and we're going to get to a lot of teams, winners and losers throughout the podcast, but for the Vikings, uh, yeah, I think they're a winner. They have to be. They wanted mm. to get Kirk Cousins and they got their guy. I think a lot of people toward the end of last year expected them to either stay with Keenum or go back to Bridgewater and hope he's healthy. But they didn't do that. I think they made the right move. Cousins is the best and most reliable quarterback of that group. And, yeah, look, it's a lot of money. But it's a lot of money for any good quarterback. So I don't mind that. Only three years. It's not like they gave him an eight-year deal Mm. and they're hoping he's good for a decade. Worst case, if he doesn't become that franchise guy and he's merely just good to very good some nights, that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. The roster around him is great. Plus – they get Sheldon Richardson on a yeah. defense that is already Holy obscene, cow. and they got him on a one-year deal. So in reality, look, he's going to be very motivated mm-hmm. to play. He's next to Everson Griffin and Linval Joseph and Daniel Hunter, so on and so forth. The Vikings right now, no disrespect to Philly, but you could make a very good argument that the Vikings are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Oh, hands down. I mean— Look, they overpaid for Kirk Cousins, and I think even Vikings fans have to admit that. And it's not a bad thing. You shouldn't. It's not an overpay like we were seeing some teams overpaying certain players because they need they need somebody. They're just panicking. The Vikings, this, like you said, this was the best option for them. They needed to go this route, and they're in an arms race in the NFC North where you have Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Matthew Stafford, who's underrated in Detroit, 
and Mitchell Trubisky, who could end up becoming like the next leader of that pack and that division if all things go well with Matt Nagy and that offense. So they needed to make this move. They couldn't go into next year hoping Case Keenum repeats his performance yep. or hoping that Teddy Bridgewater's leg doesn't explode again. Like this was a move they needed to make. And the Sheldon Richardson thing. That's fantastic. It reminds me of uh, the first Brett Favre year that he was there where they had their the defensive line was like shock and awe or something like that. It was like Jared Allen, Ray Williams. Edwards, uh, yeah, both of the Williamses on that line. It reminds me a lot of that, and I think that it yeah. was – I didn't see this defense getting better, and here we are. I mean, holy yeah. cow. And it did. Look, if you're the Vikings, you've got to be really excited about this team. It's mm-hmm. a young team, Dalvin Cook coming back off injury. Yeah. And this is a team – that's loaded. And I know Vikings fans, they're, they're snake bitten, so they're probably mm-hmm. all terrified something horrible is going to happen, and it might. But looking at the team, to me, they would be my pick to at least represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And, you know, mm-hmm. Now, of course, look, we're talking in March. This <laughs> yeah. is before the draft. This is before camp. This is before the season. Like, we all know things change. Everybody thought yeah. the Pats were going 16-0 and last year, and opening night they got ear holes. So mm-hmm. sometimes things do do happen, but – Look, the Vikings are very good. The only problem for the Vikings, that division, no joke. The Packers, mm-hmm. another team that added quite a bit, went out, got Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson's old teammate, yep. also on a one-year deal. So he should be motivated. And they got Jimmy Graham. So all of a sudden, the Packers, and they did cut Jordy Nelson to get, to get Graham, but mm-hmm. Graham still a very good red zone target. A winner, a loser for you, Green Bay. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Initially, I see them as a winner. Um, I have reservations about Jimmy Graham, though. I think the Muhammad Wilkerson's great. It's been a while since the Packers have gone out and done something in free agency. Yeah. And we saw it was like an anniversary of Reggie White when he hit free agency after he was all those years in Philadelphia. That was the last guy they signed. And came to Green Bay, yeah. It was like Julius Peppers. They went out yeah. and got Julius Peppers. Yeah. Now they're going out and getting Muhammad Wilkerson to solidify that defensive line. I like it. The defense has always been kind of the problem in Green Bay because it's Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. Even though they won the Super Bowl, their defense wasn't that good. But Jimmy Graham, okay, and forgive me, Packers fans, because, I, again, Minnesotan. I know how rabid everybody is over there in cheesehead country. Um, last year, you signed Martellus Bennett. And it was the same thing. Oh, man, he's got Aaron Rodgers thrown to him. Remember what he did with you know, here and there. He's going to be so great. The offense is going to be fantastic. Red zone threat. And he got cut in the middle of the year. So while Jimmy Graham, I think, is a better tight end than Martellus Bennett, let's just calm down. You know, we're talking about the Vikings going to the Super Bowl in March. Let's, you know, before we name Jimmy Graham the MVP of the NFL in March, let's just breathe a little bit and consider that that offense lost Jordy Nelson. Yep. And we, we've seen this happen to teams before. They take away one piece where you're like, oh, that's interchangeable. It'll be fine. I don't know what this offense looks like without Jordy Nelson. Yeah, and look, you know what? I'm surprised the Packers weren't even a little more aggressive. I do think they're a winner because they, they went out and got Graham. Well, I think with Rodgers, we'll make some beautiful mm-hmm. music up in Lambeau. Uh, I actually fell on the other side of the coin from you. I like the Graham signing because I just I feel like that'll be a nice fit. Wilkerson, I, I like that they got him on one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like the fact that the Jets didn't play him two of the three games at the end of last year because he just flat out quit. Like, and I, I get that, it. Yeah. I get he's on a one-year deal. He's going to be motivated. But guys who just quit, guys who just completely mail it in, that concerns me. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Is he better than, than who was there? Sure. And look, they have Mike Daniels. Clay Matthews is older but still productive. They, you know, they have mm-hmm. Nick Perry. That's a very good front seven. Um, I, I think it's going to be a dogfight between those two teams. My concern offensively is, okay, you have Graham. Graham not the, the stretch the field threat that he used to be. Now he's more of a red zone guy. You get rid of Nelson. Cobb is slowing down somewhat. Yeah. You're relying a lot on Devontae Adams. A whole lot. Because if Devontae Adams is just an 850-yard guy – that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But I do think the Packers added to the team, and so I do like what they did in free agency. If you're the Packers, would you have held on to Nelson instead of Cobb? No, because Cobb's younger. Um, I would have gone with Cobb. I think there's still more upside there. But, you know, look, I would have been, I would have been looking at like a Paul Richardson. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would have been okay. looking at a Dante Moncrief, somebody else maybe on that second-tier receivers to add. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't do that. They had the cap space, too. I'm also surprised they didn't add to the secondary. You want to, like, yeah. That, to me, is the yeah. difference between the Vikings and the Packers. The Packers still have the better quarterback. The Packers' weapons with Rodgers, he'll elevate them enough. Yeah. That secondary, you and I could start in that secondary. <laughs> that secondary is brutal. Yeah. And so, outside of HaHa Clinton Dix, like Morgan Burnett's gone. Micah Hyde gone a year ago to Buffalo. They traded Demarius Randall. Like, who's in your secondary? Because that's a division that can throw the football. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that would be a mate. That, to me, if you're the Packers, that's a concern. Yeah, if I'm Minnesota, I'm licking my chops. If I'm Mitchell Trubisky, or, you know, of course, underrated. If I'm Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Golden and Tate. I, Golden Mark Tate, Jones, Marvin Jones. Throw the ball. I'm, look, I'm licking my chops for that secondary. Yep. Green Bay, they're not, you know, as hard of an out as they used to be. But speaking of Jordy Nelson, okay, the team that he goes to, the Oakland Raiders, John Gruden, He's sitting here in free agency, kind of twiddled his thumbs a little bit. Their first big free agent signing, or their first one they announced, wasn't a big one. But now they've come out, they've added Jordy Nelson, they've kind of added to the defense. Do you see them as a winner or a loser here in free agency? I mean, I, I, got, I see them as a loser. Mm-hmm. They got older, they are a little more expensive now, and they got slower. I don't know. The, you know, when Gruden made that crack at the Combine about wanting to play like it's 1998, Mm-hmm. I think some people thought, okay, maybe that's a little bit of a red flag. And then I thought some people thought, like, ah, maybe not a big deal. I think John Gruden really wants to play like it's 1998. <laughs> they kept Marshawn Lynch. Okay, fine. Yeah. I don't blame him there. But they had your, your former uh, friend Martin. there, the muscle hamster, yep. Doug Martin. Doug Martin, each of the last two years, has averaged 2.9 yards carry. It's not that's good. basically getting the ball and falling over forward. That's uh, that's what he's done. So well, he's about like five foot two, so yeah, like he's, he's got to do a little bit more. Maybe than that. he did like a worm <laughs> a little bit. You know, they added a fullback. They added they, they retained Lee Smith, a blocking tight end, but then they added Derek Carrier, who's another blocking yeah. tight end, who has I believe thirty six catches in a six year career. So I don't understand like what is the direction? To me, they needed defense. And okay, you know they they got Melvin from the Colts. He's you know he's he's fine. He's he's a, a player that maybe is a, is a rotational piece. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a top corner. Sean Smith is in prison now. Okay, and they released him up for obvious reasons. Uh, but I don't know. Like like is Marcus Gilchrist enough defensively to hear Whitehead? I liked Whitehead, but other than that, to me they got older, they got slower, and they didn't fix their issues. And so if I'm a team looking at the Raiders, I'm saying they can't stop us. And Derek Carr looks like he's basically going to be throwing the ball 16 times a game mm-hmm. because the team is built now to play two tight ends, a fullback, an old running back, and just pound the ball. I, I fear that John Gruden is treating this the same way he did when he came to Tampa in 2002, 
where he was like, oh, we just need a couple of veteran pieces, and this Super Bowl caliber team is going to win the Super Bowl. And they're different. They're at different spots. That Raiders team is on a downslide. Okay, they missed the playoffs last year. That t- that Bucks team that he came to that year after two thousand that's two thousand one season had gone to the playoffs. That was a real. That was one of the best defenses in NFL history. And he could only add Keenan McCardell and a couple of different guys here and there. And I maybe I'm stretching and seeing this, but I'm seeing parallels between Jordy Nelson, Keenan McCardell. He brings in Doug Martin. He brought in Michael Pittman. Like, there's a whole lot going on here where I think Gruden, maybe he doesn't want to bring it back to 98. Maybe he's trying to bring it back to 2002. But he doesn't, I don't, I'm like you, I don't see where this is going. Maybe he wants to see what these veteran guys have left. But at the same time, does he need to see more than he saw last year? I just think for the Raiders, like, look, I don't mind any team spending a little more, a little bit of an overpay on good players in free agency. Mm-hmm. What the problem becomes is when you are spending money on guys who are no good. I don't care if you under, you know, you got to want to bargain. You, mm-hmm. It's not a bargain if they're not good. And if I'm the Raiders, like, I, you always talk about, we just talked about the NFC North, right? Mm-hmm. Like you play to your division. Now, Denver, obviously, offensively is in a rebuilding period. But the mm-hmm. one thing Denver can do is throw the football if Keenum's good with the two receivers. Yeah. Who's guarding them? You know, the Chargers, we know that offense is prolific, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, assuming Antonio Gates comes back, Gordon. The Chiefs went out. They signed Sammy Watkins. Now you got Watkins and Hill on the outside. You have Kelsey, you know, working the slot. You have Hunt. They can't stop anybody. Like if Khalil Mack doesn't blow the game up, mm-hmm. they can't stop anybody. And you talk about overpaid. Like Chiefs pay, overpaid for Watkins, but he's talented. The Raiders, they didn't overpay for anybody necessarily, but they didn't add anybody. Yeah. So I just wonder if if you're the Raiders, like what is what is the game plan going into next year? That Mack is twenty five sacks. Because if it's if it's not that, like what, like what are we talking about? Like they yeah. don't, there's nobody else in that defense. You say he's a really good player. One team that did you could maybe say overpaid, but definitely got their guy. The Tennessee Titans. They go. They get Malcolm Butler. They also got another former Patriot, Deion Lewis. What would you say of their offseason? Are they a winner to you? Or are they a loser to you? Because that's a team that surprisingly went to the playoffs and won last year against your Chiefs. Whether or not they should have won that game is beside the point because they feel like they have a winner here. And they have a new head coach. They got a new offensive coordinator. They're building this team around Marcus Mariota. Now they've gone out, solidified the defense, grabbed an offensive weapon. Are they a winner or are they a loser for you in Tennessee? By the way, that game is giving me like the sports equivalent of a nom flashback right now. But uh, <laughs> no, I think, I, yeah. No, listen, I think they're a winner. I do think there's a little bit of an asterisk with it because Malcolm Butler. He had a, a bad year last year by his standards. Mm-hmm. And, and forget the Super Bowl stuff, but just throughout the year, he, he backs it a little bit. Yeah. But I think he gives them something they need. Like, you need three corners to play in today's NFL, okay? And that you have him, you have Logan Ryan, and first-round pick of Dory Jackson. And, they, and they've got Byard in the back end, uh, Pro Bowl caliber safety. So I do think, like, I like what the Titans did. I don't like that they lost Avery Williamson. Uh, he's yeah. a very good player in the middle of that defense. That hurts. That leaves a void. Uh, but I thought overall, I thought the Titans did a nice job. I liked that they cut DeMarco Murray and got mm-hmm. Deion Lewis. I think that adds a different aspect to that offense, a pass catching back. Um, but th- they're a winner, but not as much as I think the Vikings were, or maybe yeah. even the Packers. I-, I still think, like for me, they need to knock the draft out of the park mm-hmm. because that division is a division that suddenly, outside of the Colts, who we'll get to in a little bit here, um, the Titans are much better than they were a couple of years ago, but Jacksonville's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of, of course, Houston Potential. much better. Right? Yeah. So that division was a joke. Now it's now it's good. I think though, ultimately, 
Uh, Tennessee's a winner, but still more work to do. Do you think that this means this is this is Derrick Henry's team? Because we saw him, we saw that kind of change. It was like the old shake and bake in uh, Talladega Nights. You know, you had Demarco Murray, and then you see you get slingshot around with uh, Derrick Henry. Deion Lewis is in town, but the different type of a running back. Do you think that this is now Derrick Henry's show? I mean, in the backfield certainly. I do. Yeah, I, th- I think Lewis will be a guy who they mix in, mm-hmm. um, but. I think for them, let's be real. I mean, if Mario doesn't play better, they're not going anywhere. I know they went through the divisional round last year, and I get Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before— You need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. But I don't think anybody looked at them last year and felt like they're a real contender for something significant. Mm -hmm. Mario has got to play better, but I think getting that help around him, you know, Butler should make that defense better. That secondary wasn't good last year. Uh, I I think getting Deion Lewis will help him. They still, though, to me... You got to you got to get another receiver. Eric Decker's gone. Corey Davis. He was hurt a lot last year. Mm-hmm. But that said, I do think they're better than they were you know, a couple weeks ago. Very early edition of dying on this hill. I think Matt Lafleur changes things, turns things okay. around in Tennessee, and he's a head coach this time next year. And we're having these conversations about how he's going to take one of these lowly teams to the next level. I like so that. I like you that. know, he's working with a lot here. All right, Bernaram, there's a trade. We have a trade in the NFL draft, as we I like to trade. say. Uh, the Colts and the Jets decide to make a deal. The Jets they move up. Seems like they're going to take a quarterback. The Colts, they move down. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Colts first. Would you say that they are the winner or the loser of this trade in which they get a heap of draft picks? Oh, they, they, they were tweeting it out gleefully. Oh, yeah. They trade back. They trade down to six, and they pick up, what, like three second-round draft yeah. picks or something like that? If you're the Colts, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, if you, look, now, first of all, let, let me say this. If that trade didn't happen, they would have been a, a top gun on the show regardless because they would have been my biggest loser of free agency. <laughs> How you have $70 million in cash space and do, do nothing, nothing, I have it. no idea. They somehow went 4-12 and 12 last year and got worse. Okay, but that's a whole other story. Look, I do, though, for, the, for this trade specifically, mm-hmm. love what Chris Ballard did. You move back three spots, if that's fine. You weren't taking a quarterback anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to get, you know, perhaps Saquon Barkley, but, you know, Bradley Chubb, Mika yep. Fitzpatrick, Quentin Nelson on down the line. You're going to get a really good player at six. And you add two second rounders and then and a second rounder next year yeah. as well. You're the Colts. You need so much help. That's an easy trade. Mm-hmm. You're not giving up any players. You're not giving up anything of note. You're moving back three spots to get all those picks. It's easy. I, I think if you're the Colts, look, that's the kind of trade that if you nail those picks, and of course that's the big if nobody ever mm-hmm. talks about, if you nail those picks, you have a chance to get a lot better quickly. I think Chris Ballard is going to nail these picks. I just think, you know, everything that I've read about him, everything I've seen about him in his work history suggests that he's, he's the guy that knows what he's doing. Okay. So I just feel like the Colts with all of the time, every single time we've talked about the Colts, it's been, oh, they need this, they need that, they need this guy, and then they'll take the wrong guy. Now this is kind of a situation in which the Browns had last year where we're like, they have a ton of picks. They've got a lot of room to wiggle here. They can fix this. Andrew Luck can come back healthy. All of a sudden, we're looking at a different thing. And again, I think a lot of this hinges on Andrew Luck's health. Like They oh, hit, they hit no this, this trade out of the park. This was great. But Andrew Luck's health hinges on all of this. And not because, ooh, they could have taken a quarterback at number three. That has nothing to do with it. His future is what... Everything revolves around in Indianapolis. 
So these draft picks aside, my biggest takeaway from that is if Andrew Luck's not healthy, I don't care if they would have got two firsts this year and next right. year. Like, they need a lot of help there. Yeah, no, listen, absolutely. If Luck's not healthy, it doesn't matter what they do. And if he's back healthy, they're better than they were last year, even with some losses in free agency. But they're going to have to hit these picks. This cannot be a situation where, frankly, like we've seen with the Browns for a decade, where you have all these picks, you don't yep. hit. Because let's, you, you can have all the picks in the world, but if, if the players you draft stink, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Right? They're out the door, you're out some money, and you're out your job because you're not drafting three years down the line. But, yeah, for the Colts, uh, I, I think you have to. You have to make this trade. Yeah. And for me, I think the Jets are the loser of this trade. I don't know if you're going to disagree with me or not on this, but I get moving up to three to get your guy, who I'm assuming probably be like Baker Mayfield or somebody, or maybe Sam Darnold, depending on what happens at two. Right. Because I wouldn't count out the Giants going Quentin Nelson at two, sticking with Eli for another year, taking a quarterback next year. That'll change things up. But the Jets go quarterback at number three. You traded a lot to fill one position, and you have a lot of other spots to fill. And we had this conversation when we were talking about Kirk Cousins and the Jets offering him the most money. What are you going to sign him for? You're just going to sign him for, what, three years, and then he's going to sit around? Same thing with the quarterback. You're going to draft a quarterback when you have Josh McCown, you have Teddy Bridgewater. Play around with those pieces this year. Maybe take a guy next year. There's so many holes on this Jets team, the offensive line, the defensive line. Two ex-Jets. Sheldon Richardson and Muhammad Wilkerson got signed, and they were head, headline banner signings for the Vikings and the Packers. You're going to sit there as a Jets fan and be like, oh, yeah, we didn't need those guys. <laughs> like, you need some help. But you tra- and now they're going to clearly go quarterback number three. I think it's a mistake, but, you know, it's not the first time the Jets have made a dra- uh, draft kerfuffle. Yeah, well, aw- awesome word. Um, <laughs> listen, I think if you're the Jets, like, you're definitely taking a quarterback. There was a report that they might take Barkley at three. If they do no. that, McCagney should be fired on the spot. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with Barkley's talent. But you don't trade up three spots and give away three second rounds for anything other than a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I actually, I hate to be this guy, but I'm going to say they're, they're both a, a potential winner and also a loser. Because right. Here's why. Look, the, the trade happened too soon. Mm-hmm. You just let everybody know yeah. behind you, the Bills, the Cardinals, everybody, the Broncos, everybody knows I have to get to two. I have to get to two to get my guy. And the Jets gave everybody a month mm-hmm. to do that. And the Bills have the ammunition to do it. They have multiple picks in the first three rounds. And the Giants so, don't need a quarterback like Cleveland and the Jets need right. a quarterback. So, like, to me, boy, the Jets, like, you're not – it's not like they traded to one and you're guaranteed to get it you want. Yeah. So now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, what, let's just say – let's say they love Josh Rosen. That's mm-hmm. their guy. That's why they moved up. What if the Bills get up to two and they love Josh Rosen? <laughs> like, then what? Oops. Then, then, you're, then you're stuck taking somebody else. Now, maybe there's been the thought that, well, they love all three of the top quarterbacks. Come on. Come on. Like, you like one guy more than you like the others. So it's risky. Now, that said, I do think they're a potential winner. If they get the right guy, mm-hmm. if I'm a Jets fan, I don't care that I gave up those picks. Because if you have a franchise quarterback in this league, you're good to go. Tom Brady is 41 years old. Like, at some point, that the wheels are coming off that wagon. Yep. The Dolphins Ryan Tannehill. are falling <laughs> apart as we speak. Okay, And the Bills need a quarterback just like the Jets do. Yep. So I think if you're an AFC team, the time's come. By the way, Miami... Keep an eye on them for a quarterback. Like, I, I, you hear that a little bit. Rumble is like, hey, maybe they can move on from Tannehill. But for the Jets, I understand why they did it. I just think they did it too soon, and they gave teams time. There was a tweet out there from somebody. I forget who it was, but they were like, we're going to trust this team, that their scouting department and the Christian Hackerberg department <laughs> to trade up and what get the right quarterback. Like, like, what a terrible pick. I will was. say this, though. For the Jets, as a potential winner – 
if you are a guy like a Baker Mayfield coming in there or a Rosen or a Darnold, whoever, sure. you've got McCown, who's going to be the starter next year, and you've got Bridgewater, another high-character guy. That's a primo situation to be going into. We, we talk about the new model in football these days seems to be, and it was this way before too, have a veteran and then hand the keys to the rookie. It used to be you have the veteran, you have Brett Favre, and then you hand the keys to Aaron Rodgers. Now it's we're going to go out to a lesser extent, the Bears, sign Mike Glennon, and then draft Mitchell Trubisky. I feel like this Jets situation could be kind of a blessing in disguise if you're a rookie going in there because you have two really good veterans in there who can yeah. show you the ropes, get you high character there, and kind of roll from there. Yeah, I mean, I think for the Jets, like it's, it's surprising to me that they signed two quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, one now one of them is going to – well, yeah, one with one like. Hopefully Bridgewater can recover, but we don't know. Um, but it's just – it's a weird situation because now one of them is the third guy in the depth chart. Mm. You know, I, frankly, I would have thought they'd just roll with Bridgewater because he's on a one-year deal. If he plays yeah. really well, then you've got all kinds of options. You can mm -hmm. tag him and trade him. You can do a million different things, right? Um, but listen, I, I think the Jets, like, they haven't had a quarterback since Namath. Yeah. Legitimately, if not, I mean, you want to talk about Ken O'Brien? You need okay. testability. <laughs> yeah, he's okay, but, I mean, they haven't had a franchise-level guy since Joe Namath. Yeah. You've got to go out and get that guy. So I don't blame them for moving up. I just, again, I think... They gave teams a lot of time to get to two. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap up after this. But, of course, this episode of Stacking the Box is brought to you by Fanatics. You can save 15% if you go to Fanatics and use the code FANSIDED. So, you know, want to go out and get one of these new free agency jerseys. Maybe your bracket's busted and you want to go spend some money. <laughs> kind of You're not going to win. Ease the pain a little bit and get that in there. Fanatics is 15% off $50 or more. You also get free shipping. So yeah. there's that too. Fanatics use the code FANSIDE, just like the site that you read and love every single day. Bertram, final topic. The NFC or the AFC? After free agency, which conference do you think is better? Oh, God. The NFC. The NFC is going to be outrageous. There are going to be very good teams missing the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The AFC might be borrowing teams from the NFC. I mean, like, look, when you look at the AFC, okay, we, we all know New England, until proven otherwise, mm -hmm. is the overwhelming favorite. After that, like, I guess you'd probably say Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. But Pittsburgh, unfortunately, with what happened with Ryan Chazier, they, they've already seen won't play this year. They did not add anybody in free agency because they didn't have the money after tagging Bell. Bell's already said he's not going to come back till the week before the season starts. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger throwing guys under the butt. Like, <laughs> like, let's just put it this way. It's not exactly a, a beautiful picture in Pittsburgh no. right now. And then you look at the rest of that conference, and I think it's wide open. Like, who's the third best team? Is it Houston with Deshaun Watson coming back? Do you believe in Jacksonville to that point? Uh, right. I, I don't know. I, I think they might regress. The Chargers are interesting. I don't know. The Chiefs. Tunnel offense, they have enough defense. I think one of those teams probably comes out of the pack and emerges as a strong contender, but who knows? The NFC, Vikings, Packers, Eagles, you get the Rams, the Niners are on the uptick, the whole NFC South, if your Bucks can get it together, but certainly yeah. the other three teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Lions are like the 10th best team in the conference, <laughs> and if they were in the AFC, they'd be a no-brainer playoff team. So the NFC is stacked. Yeah, I'm with you. NFC, we had this conversation last year at the playoffs, too, where the AFC was like one and two, and then we kind of knew how it was going to go, although Jacksonville kind of threw a wrench into that. Right. But the NFC across the board, we were like, you know, the Eagles can go to the Super Bowl and win it, and so can the Falcons, so can the Saints, so yep. can the Vikings. And I think Very we're going to have more of that this year, you know, where you've got the Cowboys, maybe they have a bounce back year. Good. What does Washington look like with Alex Smith? You know, there's a lot going to Seattle. Do they take, do they regress? Do they open up a spot? So... 
I think that the NFC is going to be the far better conference here, and that, that's kind of been the case uh, for for the last couple of years. But yeah, no, I, I think I think in the AFC, it's it's like like in the NFC, as you said, it's so balanced. I don't know if there's like tiers. I think there's just a lot of really good teams. The AFC, it's like New England, Pittsburgh. Then like that group of like Houston, LA, Kansas City, Jacksonville, and then just like just the pitch, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, with all due respect, to, you know, a few teams you could argue maybe could make a run, but uh, you know, like a Tennessee or something like that. But you know, I'll, I'll close on this: like the AFC North for the longest time was like the standard, right? Mm-hmm. It was like you have them, the Bengals, the Ravens are all good. They're all ma- that division is a tire fire. Good. If Pittsburgh wasn't in that division, I might be tempted to make them miss the playoffs, but. They are, and so they're probably going five one. But that being said, yeah, NFC, uh, great, great conference, but it also makes the Pats favorites in, in some ways because they have no, they have no barrier to entry to the of Super Bowl. Of course, this is just the world we live in. Uh, there, uh, there's few things that are certain, you know, death, hey, taxes, and the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. But we got a go. lot ahead of us before we get to that point. So we will get to all that and more next week. We'll be talking more free agency, more draft as we keep inching closer. But for now, please check out fanside.com for all your NFL needs and other sports entertainment as well. Uh, And if you're watching this, thank you so much. If you're listening, please go ahead, subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a comment. We always love to hear your feedback. And so for Josh Hill, I am Matt Verderham. Thank you very much for watching and enjoy the rest of your week. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com.